Hi everyone, I hope that you can hear me. I am on Pismo Beach. Actually, I'm on the bluffs on Pismo Beach. So behind me, that is, I can't remember the name of the bay, but basically it is the Pacific Ocean. Welcome to this week's broadcast. Actually, I'm gonna shoot as many messages as the Lord put on my heart, and I'm just gonna divide them up. So for the next several weeks, you're gonna see the same scene. How awesome is that? Look at this beautiful ocean that God made for us. This is amazing. So sorry, this is so not perfect and professional like I want it to be because my hair is in my face, but I hope the view of the ocean is worth it. What I want to talk to you about today is something that's been really misunderstood, and it is when Jesus goes around and he talks about you of little faith. There are five times in the Bible that Jesus uses the terminology, oh, you of little faith. In one of those times, Jesus says, where is your faith? And that's in Luke. The rest of the times that Jesus says, oh, you of little faith, Jesus is talking to the disciples and it's recorded in the book of Matthew. The places that Jesus says, oh, you of little faith are in Matthew 6, Matthew 8, Matthew 14, and Matthew 16. And then he says it again in Luke chapter 12. In Matthew 6 and in Luke chapter 12, those are when the disciples don't know how they're going to survive if they follow him. And he says, look how God feeds the birds. Look how he raised the flowers. You of little faith. Okay. So that's really important to understand. Those two verses are the same story, if you will. Then in Matthew chapter eight, Jesus rebukes the wind that there's a storm and he is on the ocean and he, or I mean on the sea of Galilee and he rebukes the wind. And then he says to the disciples, why are you so fearful, O oh, you of little faith? And then in Matthew 14, 31, Peter is sinking and Jesus reaches out to grab him. He says, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, my entire life, every time I've heard this, every time I've ever talked to a pastor about it, they have all, I'm so sorry about my hair, they have all said the same thing, that Jesus was chiding all of the disciples for not having any faith. He was essentially rebuking them. Now, first of all, I want to deal with something. If we look in the first chapter of James, in James 1, when it says that you can ask God for wisdom and he gives it to you liberally, he gives to all liberally without reproach, that word reproach means chiding. In other words, when you ask for wisdom, he gives it to you without chiding you. So Jesus doesn't chide the disciples, number one. Number two, God knows everything. And Jesus is the express image of God and God knows everything. And so if Jesus knows that they're of little faith, why would he say, why are you fearful? Oh, you have little faith. Because if you don't have any faith, it would stand to reason that you'd be fearful, right? Because fear is faith in the wrong kingdom. And so if you are fearful, it would be arbitrary for God to say, oh, you have little faith. That would just be rubbing salt in the wound. Well, I would like to suggest to you that that's not the case at all. That what we've been told our whole lives isn't the truth about when Jesus says, oh, you have little faith. Because in Romans 12, if you read Romans 12 verses 1 through 3, you can see that Paul is speaking to the church and he is saying to present your body a living sacrifice as your reasonable service. He's talking about being renewed and not being conformed to the world. So he's making a distinction between the world 
and the body of Christ. And then he says in Romans 12, verse 3, he says, we are not supposed to think of ourselves more highly than we should, but we are supposed to think of ourselves soberly because God has given to each one the measure of faith. Now, I'm gonna say something and I'm gonna drop it and I'm gonna run because I don't really have time to get into the entirety of the semantics with you, but this verse in particular is written to the body of Christ. I used to think that God, based on Romans 12, three, I used to think that God gave to each person the measure of faith. Now, do I believe that? Yes, but I don't believe it based on Romans 12, three. Okay, there's a little bit of a difference there because each person has to have the faith that they need to get saved. And then once they get saved, then, then they have faith for other things, okay? And so this particular passage is talking to the body of Christ. God has dealt to each one in the body of Christ the measure of faith. In other words, there's not one member of the body of Christ who has a huge amount of faith and one who has a little amount of faith. One thing else I would like to deal with is that growing up, I grew up in the Word of Faith movement and I was told that we had to build our faith and grow our faith like a muscle. Now that is not biblically or scripturally sound. There is nowhere in the Bible that Jesus says to the disciples, okay, use your faith on this and then you can use it on that. Use it on a headache, then you can use it to cast out demons. Use it on this, then you can use it on that. There's nowhere in the Bible that we see. There's only one place where it says to be built up on your most holy faith, and that's when we're talking about speaking in tongues, and that's something entirely different. That's not building up your faith. It's building you up on your most holy faith. So that's something entirely different, okay? So this concept of building our faith muscles is not in the Bible, it's not scripturally sound. So when Jesus said, back to our topic, oh, you of little faith, it sounds like he's chiding them, but he's not. And here's why he's not. Because the measure of faith that we are given as Christians when we receive Christ, the measure of faith that we are given as mentioned in Romans 12, verse 3, is the mustard seed size faith. Because you see, it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. And when Christ goes to the fig tree on his way to Jerusalem and it has no figs and he curses it the next day his disciples are freaking out and they say master the fig tree that you cursed it's withered and died and Jesus says have faith in God for if you have faith the size of a mustard seed you will basically do what I've done to this tree or you'll say to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and so when Jesus says oh you of little faith he's reminding them that they are the ones with the mustard seed size faith. He's saying, hey you of mustard seed size faith, why are you doubting? You have mustard seed size faith, so you can do this. You see, so he's not saying, oh you suck because you have little faith. That's a completely different, that's a completely different personality type than Jesus actually has. Jesus says, oh you of little faith, saying, I've given you all the faith you need, and it's not very much because it's mustard seed size, and that's all you need to do the miraculous. And so that's what he's saying in these verses. Now, another verse in Luke where Jesus says, I'm sorry, I'm not opening my Bible. It's really windy. Um, Another verse in Luke where Jesus says, where is your faith? I explained it recently 
like this to somebody. Say this Bible represents my faith and say God gave me this Bible. And with this Bible, I can, and it is true, but let's just metaphorically use it as an object lesson. With this Bible, I can do anything that God says I can do, which is also true, but stick with me. And so with this Bible, he says, okay, when you get into a bad situation, you just speak my word at it. But if you don't know where it is, just look in the Bible. It's right here in this word. All right. And then I, I'm like, okay, that's great. And then I put it down and then some storm comes into my life and I'm like, oh no, what do I do? And God loves me so much. He comes in, he saves the day. And then he says, Wednesday, where is your Bible? It's just like what he said, disciples, where is your faith? In other words, where did you put it? Where is your Bible? Where is your faith? It can also be rendered as what is your faith in? In other words, where have you placed your faith or what have you placed your faith in? Those two renderings are simultaneous in the phrase, where is your faith? So I just, I really hope that this really short message gets through to you and blesses you. If you have any questions, the absolute best way to reach me, I'm sorry, I've got hair. If you have any questions, the absolute best way to reach me is by emailing me at waterwindwine at yahoo.com or you can go on our website waterwindwineministries.org and you can message me through the contact page there. Remember that I love you and that Jesus loves you.